Section 12 of The History of Minnesota and Tales of the Frontier, Part 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. The History of Minnesota and Tales of the Frontier, Part 2, by Charles E. Flandrau. Section 12 temperance at traverse the first members of the judiciary of the territory of minnesota were aaron goodrich chief justice bradley b meeker and david cooper associates who were appointed in eighteen forty nine they were whigs and held their positions until a change of administration gave the democrats the power when william h welch became chief justice with andrew g chatfield and moses sherburne as associates the last named judges were in office when i arrived in the territory in eighteen fifty three judge chatfield presided mostly over the courts held on the west side of the mississippi i made my residence at traverse des sioux in nicolette county which was within the territory purchased from the sioux indians by the treaty of eighteen fifty one proclaimed in eighteen fifty three the fifth article of this treaty kept in force within the territory ceded all the laws of the united states prohibiting the introduction and sale of spirituous liquors in the indian country commonly known as the trade and intercourse laws of course this inhibition was intended to prevent liquor getting to the indians but as the country began to be inhabited by whites many of the newcomers regarded it as infringing upon their rights and privileges and serious questions arose as to whether the treaty-making power had any jurisdiction of such questions after the country was open to white settlement the courts however held the exclusion valid and indictments were occasionally found against the violators of these laws traverse des sioux was a missionary center and the feeling against the liquor traffic was very strong but as it always has been and probably always will be men were found ready to invade the sacred precincts for the expected profits and a saloon or two were established in defiance of law and public sentiment the judges were empowered to appoint the terms of court where and when there was any probable necessity for them and the sheriff would summon a grand or pettit jury as the business seemed to require the united states marshal was colonel irwin and the United States District Attorney was Colonel Dustin, both of whom lived in St. Paul, and, as a general thing, there were no county attorneys in the different counties. When a term of court was to be held in my county, or any of the adjacent ones, the marshal would send me a deputation to represent him, and a bag of gold to pay the jurors and witnesses. The United States Attorney would empower me to appear for him, and on the opening of the court, the judge would enter an order appointing me prosecuting attorney for the county so the judge and i would constitute the entire force federal and territorial judicial and administrative if i procured an indictment against a party at one term in my capacity of prosecutor and the regular attorney should appear at the next term it was more than likely that i would be retained to defend which would look a little irregular at the present time but as there was no other attorney but me, as a usual thing, no questions were asked. 
at a very early day a party not having the fear of the law or public opinion before him opened a saloon at traverse des sioux much to the dismay and indignation of the religious element of the community and went to selling whiskey to the other element the next grand jury indicted him but before a court convened that could try him a squad composed of the temperance people headed by the sheriff attacked his place and demolished his contraband stores being determined to test the question of his rights he sued the attacking party and i was retained to defend him i devised the plea that the country was full of savage indians whose passions became inflamed by whiskey which made them dangerous to the lives of the whites and that saloons were consequently a nuisance which any one had a right to abate the case was tried before judge chatfield and my clients were vindicated of course the suit created a great sensation not only on account of the feeling engendered but because of the novel questions involved and in due course of time the temperance ladies of the county sent to new york and purchased a handsome combination gold pen and pencil with a jeweled head and had it inscribed charles e flandrau defender of the right they also procured a handsome family bible for the sheriff when all was ready they held a public meeting and made the presentations which were accompanied by the usual speeches these ceremonies occurred in the latter part of the year eighteen fifty four or early in eighteen fifty five and in the meantime a small newspaper called the st peter courier had been established to boom the city which contained an elaborate account of the proceedings together with all the speeches and diligently circulated them throughout the east where they were caught up by horace greeley in his tribune and many other papers and repeated under the head of moral suasion in minnesota and came back to us enlarged and improved should i end the story here it would leave me in the possession and enjoyment of virtues which i cannot conscientiously claim as my own and would deprive the tale of its best and only amusing point so as a faithful narrator i feel in duty bound to tell the other side of it in due course of events the trial of the indictment against the saloon-keeper came on to be heard and i was acting as prosecuting attorney of course i had to prove that the prisoner had introduced liquor into the indian country and to do so i called a french half-breed who i knew frequented the place and after the preliminary questions this examination followed question joe were you ever in this saloon answer yes many a time question did you ever buy and drink any liquor in there answer yes many a time question did you see anyone else buy and drink liquor in there answer yes many a time question who was it answer i have seen you do it lots of times of course the laugh was heavily against me but i sat as stoical as an indian and quietly asked him anyone else joe i have forgotten whether the suit terminated in conviction or acquittal but i never think of it without a good laugh at the way the witness turned the tables on me and am also reminded of what my old friend van lowry from the winnebago country once said of me that flandrau is one of the most singular men i ever knew he invariably makes a temperance speech over his whiskey the gold pen with the jeweled head 
reposes among my frontier treasures carefully wrapped up in several editorials cut from eastern papers extolling my virtues as an apostle of temperance moral don't believe everything you read in the papers end of section twelve